We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by the Genesis Company. Come at you Sunday evening. It's April 9th here for another 13 minutes. Ooh, we, we got some stuff to talk about here. Uh, as a heads up, this episode is just going to be me. Uh, the Monday morning pods are normally with Chris Hine from Star Tribune. But Chris actually got stranded on the road after the Wolves win over the Spurs on Saturday. Wasn't able to get back to Minneapolis to cover the Pelicans matchup. So we'll get to Chris sometime later in the week. And instead, on Monday afternoon, we'll have Britt Robinson joining me. But that's not going to come out till Monday evening. And this was, of course, a game where we just, we can't wait that long. So yeah, go back to the old days. Uh, game recap pod, just me and some audio clips from the locker room. And we got plenty to talk about from the locker room. And it's in the locker room where, where I actually want to start talking about this. Because it's it's where my mind went um, as as the altercation between Rudy and Kyle happened. And I mean the locker room. Before the game started and being in the locker room myself before this one, I think it's relevant to mention that Rudy Gobert was not doing well, not doing well physically at all. Uh, Gobert was added to the injury report Sunday morning with back spasms. He apparently tweaked his back in the game against the Spurs on Saturday, locked up on the plane on the the flight home. And that was the word uh, before the game today. He could, when I was in there, he could barely put his shorts on an hour before tip. That's what I saw. And I obviously don't say that to to make any excuses for Gobert doing what he did. That was unprofessional, straight up wrong move on his part. But I feel like my role here is to provide some context as to some context behind the why, right? Why did this, why did he do what he did? And when, when the Gobert punch happened in the second quarter, the first place my head went to was how he seemed in the locker room before the game. Just frustrated. I mean, those of you who were watching the beginning of this game saw Gobert was clearly a a shell of himself physically, just not moving well. And I have to wonder if he wasn't dealing with what he was dealing with physically and the frustration that comes with that. Yeah, I just wonder if he would have done what he did to Kyle. But the fact of the matter is he did it, right? And, And the image of Rudy swinging across the huddle to hit Kyle in the chest will be the image that sticks out when we eventually have the time to slow down and reflect on this season. It's just so emblematic of what this season has been, which is a disappointing truth that the 2022-23 Minnesota Timberwolves 
were a wildly immature team this season. We've talked all year about how this team has been a mix of young, inexperienced, and just immature. That's just a fact. You've you've watched it, and it you know it, it sucks for the Wolves that the, the player they mortgaged their future for will go down at least for this season as kind of the emblem of that inexperience and maturity. I mean, look, you, you can't just paper over systemic issues within your roster and organization by putting all your chips in the middle and getting one star player. That's what they tried to do here. There are just issues with this team that made them not ready to be great this season. Injuries and whatever aside, this team was never going to be great this year. It didn't matter if it was Rudy Gobert or some other star player that they traded for. This team was just not ready to go all in and be great, great this season. They just weren't, but they did it. They made the move and What they now have is a team that is actually just good, not great, not even close to great, good. And that distinction between good and great when you pay a great price makes a difference. And I think that's how we get to this point. You know, now to be fair, like they might not be a great team, but they are not a bad team. Wolves are not a bad team. They, they, they're a good team without Rudy Gobert and without Jaden McDaniels, who Jaden McDaniels we haven't even talked about yet. This good Wolves team did come back and beat a good Pelicans team Sunday night. A Pelicans team that was playing really good basketball playing coming into this game. And, you know, as a deserved reward for beating a good, not great Pelicans team, they get to play another good, not great team in the Lakers on Tuesday night. And as we recount the events that played out on Sunday night, I think that's the lens to look through all of this. What can the Wolves do going forward? The path of immediately becoming a great team in Gobert's first season is dead. That that path closed. And I mean they went 42 and 40. And, and the question now is what can they be going forward? And and the answer to that starts with answering the question of what can Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson be going forward? What can they be tomorrow? I mean, this team is deeply committed to both players. They're obviously very invested in Gobert, and they have to be committed to Anderson going forward because He's arguably been better than Gobert has this year. In every moment the Wolves have made the most sense on the floor this season, Kyle Anderson has been out there. He's as critical to anything this team can do right now as anyone on the team is. So can they coexist? Here's Kyle Anderson when asked about that in the locker room after tonight's game. Kyle, do you think this is something you and Rudy can get past? And, and just oh, yeah, it is what it is. We, we move forward. We want to win games. It is what it is. I mean... Uh, it ain't the first time someone has swung on me. It is what it is. We keep it in house. Yeah. Is that you think you've always been a vocal leader? Is that just kind of go part, you know, go with the territory a little bit challenging? I mean, uh, I mean, I think our tempers just flared. Uh, that's all. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll we'll speak about it and move on. We grown men. It is what it is. Let's move on. There is no option but to just move on. And you know, yes, I heard the little clip of Anderson being heated and caught on camera, audio, whatever, talking about Gobert in the hallway, but I'm just going to say I actually think Kyle is the type of person, player, teammate that can move on, and I, I honestly, I wouldn't say that about everyone on this team. You just, it's a sense I get from having been around him for the year. I do think Kyle can and will be professional about moving on. I I, I really do. I, I, I could be wrong, but I think that's just who he is. To me, it's really a question of whether or not Rudy can. And, you know, that's that's to be determined. We we obviously didn't get the chance to talk to Rudy after the game, but we will. And, and but even just going off of his tweet apologizing, I think 
at least initially, Rudy will know this huge mistake was on him and that it will be his problem as a professional that he needs to fix. It's on him to make this right or as right as it can be. I mean, look, here's the like Rudy. Rudy can still be a really, really valuable third or fourth best player on this team. Like, yes, that's not what his contract says he is. And yes, that's not what trading five first round picks says he should be. But as evidenced by the second half tonight, this team is still talented and good without him. I think this team's path to becoming great as currently constructed down the road is for Rudy to be that really valuable third piece. He's got to find a way to make up for what he did and humble himself, whatever, to accept that role. And his teammates need to allow him to be that because I promise you the whole just trade Rudy the summer game plan isn't as nice as you think it is. And to the teammates needing to step in, step up and write this ship. I think Mike Conley becomes a really important figure going forward. I think I think it was Woj's reporting uh, on the event that that said Conley was the peacekeeper in the locker room at halftime when emotions were again flying. And I mean, this team, this team has Rudy Gobert on it, whether everyone likes that or not, they have Rudy Gobert. And I'd be pretty surprised if they don't have Gobert going forward. Mike Conley is going to need to not only be the peacekeeper, but also be the voice in the locker room that helps Rudy build back up some clout in that in this group, right? Mike knows firsthand Rudy contributes to winning at a high level or that he can. Mike has experienced that. The other best players on this team haven't. I, I think it's fair to say that they question the premise of that whole idea. Conley has got to not only help detoxify this current situation, but elevate Gobert going forward. Here's Conley in the locker room talking about what happened and what they need to do going forward. Mike, you know Rudy as well as anybody on this team. Just like, what do you think kind of happened there? And like, how do you, how do you kind of move forward with this? Uh, it's an emotional game, man. You talking about two guys and Kyle and Rudy who are two of the biggest competitors you'll meet. Um, and stuff happens. It honestly does. And, uh, you know, Rudy will tell you firsthand, you know, he, he lost control and, you know, he'll, he'll apologize for it. And he already, already sent a text to us. So. Um, you know, but that happens, and uh, we've got to be men. We got to be mature, uh, especially late in the season like this. You know, we can't let our emotions get the best of us. And um, he knows better than that. Kyle challenges everybody. We know how that works, and um, we have to be able to accept it and move forward. That's the only thing they can do, right? Is accept it and and move forward. The alternatives to not accepting this happened and moving forward are not good alternatives. Has Messed up as this all is right now, the Wolves have another game against the Lakers on Tuesday, and that's an opportunity. They have an opportunity to start putting this behind them by putting more games in between this altercation and the end of the season. I think that's important. They have an opportunity to beat the Lakers and go play a full playoff series and everything that comes with that. I think that's the win right now. Not Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. But I think that's the win right now. Do what you got to do to get as many more games and experiences as possible this season so as to make this at least a little bit more distant in their minds before the offseason comes around. I'm going to grab our first break here and then come back and talk about what goes into moving forward from a basketball standpoint. We'll discuss what Tuesday might look like, maybe without Rudy and definitely uh, without Jaden McDaniels after a quick break. Today's show is brought to you by Land and Lore. And did you know that research shows 
Looking tired negatively affects your ability to be successful. As if life wasn't hard enough, right? But a study in the Sleep Journal found that individuals who were perceived as tired were less approachable than others. So good luck getting that raise, that girl or guy or that prospect you're trying to land if people don't want to be around you. But don't worry, Land and Lore has you covered. At Land and Lore, they created products designed to wake your face up. So if you spend all night watching reruns of Ant putting it on Gabe Vincent or Pat Bev dancing on the scorer's table, they got you covered. And as fans of the Timberwolves, they know life isn't full of highlights, so they have one for you. Use promo code 20 caveman at checkout on amazon.com to get 20% off their two best items, the face cleanser and moisturizer. That's 20caveman for 20% off land and lore face cleanser and moisturizer when you purchase on Amazon. All right, we are back. I, I don't know how to exactly quantify which punch thrown on Sunday night was more costly big picture, but the Jade McDaniels punch of the wall in the Wolves tunnel was the one that will cost them most immediately. Also in the second quarter, oh man, that quarter was a disaster. Uh, McDaniels broke his hand, punching a wall in frustration. Uh, he's out for the season. Here's Chris Finch on what happened with McDaniels and what they'll need to do going forward to replace him. What's the word on Jaden McDaniels? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, uh, um, you know, out of frustration, he, he, over, he reacts and, you know, I guess uh, punches the wall. And, you know, so I'm not sure exactly where we stand with all that, but unfortunate again. So how did you go about replacing Jaden's minutes tonight? And if he does have to miss time going forward, how do you make up for his, you know, unique role in this team? Well, you know, he's Kyle. Uh, Kyle Anderson has been huge for us all year in a starting capacity. Uh, you know, TP has been playing real well the last run of games. Um, Nikhil, I thought was good. Um, we just gonna have to find a way to just cover ground, but it's something we've done all season, and we'll figure it out when we know exactly where we stand and what, who our opponent is and what what we feel like we can do to to try to affect the matchups. Obviously, it's pretty much all bad news when you lose your 22 year old who has progressively grown over the course of the season, and you know to lose him for the season obviously hurts in a big way. But if there is a fragment of good related news from that game on Sunday night. It's that Torian Prince and Nikhil Alexander-Walker both played really well in Jaden's place once he went down. And they will be the ones who stand to get the biggest uptick in minutes when McDaniels, with McDaniels out. I mean, Anderson was already getting his third. You can't really add a lot more minutes uh, to Anderson. Uh, but as, as Finch alluded to, it will likely be Kyle Anderson who replaces McDaniels in the starting lineup going forward. And Kyle has been great in the starting role all year. But the the interesting piece to me is the fact that Anderson has played very little small forward this season. And that's the role he's going to be in in Jaden's place here. Cleaning the glass tracks that Anderson has played 89% of his minutes this season at power forward, 2% of his minutes at center, and only 9% of his minutes at small forward. And moreover, he's he's played so few of his minutes at the small forward next to both Towns and Gobert. I looked it up just before this. Uh, Anderson has played 1,957 minutes this season, and only 76 of those minutes have come when both Towns and Gobert were also on the floor. That's less than 4% of Anderson's minutes this entire year. At worst, the Wolves have actually gotten outscored in those 76 minutes. It's the one lineup combination Anderson has not been able to you know, grease the wheels with. 
in the combination. It, he hasn't been able to grease the wheels with the combination of both Towns and Gobert on the floor, which actually kind of makes sense if you think about it, right? I mean, th- I think this is reason uh, to be skeptical going, going forward. Gobert doesn't really do anything for your spacing. Yes, Kyle has made some threes this year, but he doesn't provide floor spacing. He actually kind of intentionally eats it up when he's playing his game. And when you have Ant and Cat, who are both trying to get downhill as much as they are, you now have pretty much your whole starting lineup often trying to utilize the same space. I mean, I think one of the most underrated things about Jaden McDaniels this season is the fact that he shot 39% from three this year. Not only that he shot 39% from three this year, but that he's done it on pretty high volume. He's has the second highest total volume of threes on this this team. Only Ant has taken more threes on this current roster than McDaniels has this season. So as great as Anderson has been, moving him into McDaniels' spot in the starting lineup actually diminishes a lot of the value he's provided to this team. He's been great at the four next to Rudy or next to Cat. This is just this is a different position. There are, I mean, some pretty big questions about how he will fit in next to both Cat and Rudy. I think you got to get creative uh, with some rotation stuff like that, maybe to get him away from the three as much as you can. But the reality of the situation is Kyle's probably going to start at the three, and he's probably going to get a lot of minutes there. I asked him about what the difference is in that role from the four down to the three. Here's Kyle. Kyle, might be more minutes at the three now versus it's been a lot of the four this yeah. year. What is that? What does that change for you, if anything? What's different about that? Uh, I gotta watch some film on Jaden and you know see what our th- threes do. Um, I'm not even sure at this point. I just gotta really look into it. Um, it shouldn't change much though. But uh, I haven't played three in years. <laughs> it's been a minute, so uh, I just gotta do my homework and be ready to go. I could it's, I could play any position out there. I mean, Anderson is versatile. Even what he lacks in floor spacing has been. Something for the most part he's been able to navigate regardless of what teammates he's surrounded by. If nothing else, I do believe that he believes he can make that different position work. I also will say if there was ever an opponent that it makes sense to start three bigs against, it might be the Lakers. They're going to start AD, LeBron, and Vanderbilt. And matching Rudy on AD, Cat on Vando, and Anderson on LeBron does make some sense. I mean, they're obviously going to miss McDaniel's point of attack defense that has made him so impactful this season. Prince and Alexander Walker, again, they're going to need to step up there. But a lot of that role, specifically replacing Jaden, is going to fall on Ant. We'll, we'll take a, another break here, but that we do need to you know, talk about Ant, not only as a Jaden replacement defensively, but you know, he was just incredible in that fourth quarter. So one more break and uh, we'll we'll get to Ant. And, and what I want to plug here uh, in the break is is watching the play-in game at Falling Knife Brewing on Tuesday night. Uh, Falling Knife will, I'm sure, have a full tap room for the game on Tuesday. They have two projection screens in the tap room. They'll have the game on, and the sound will, of course, be on. Uh, It's also supposed to be in the 70s on Tuesday. And watching on Falling Knife's patio will be another option, which actually sounds pretty perfect to me. They don't have TVs on the patio, but they've told me they will have one of those trucks with a big double-sided TV screen on it. And they'll have the game going on there as well. I mean, it's just what it is. If you're trying to watch this play-in game with other Wolves fans, I honestly don't know where else you can go to be around Wolves fans. I think most bars in Minneapolis won't even know the Wolves are playing. So 
throw Falling Knife on your radar uh, for not only the play-in, but for the playoffs if they get there. That's Falling Knife Brewing Company in Northeast Minneapolis. All right, we'll be back in a minute to talk some Ant and some Cat, who both stepped up in a big way on Sunday after that second quarter disaster. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we are back here. Final segment. Thanks for uh, rolling with me uh, solo. I'm trying to make this <laughs> work to the best of my ability. Uh, and with no Jade McDaniels on Tuesday, as we alluded to uh, before the break, Tuesday against the Lakers, a lot is going to fall on Anthony Edwards' shoulders. Not only on offense, but honestly, more on defense. I'm no Jaden at the point of attack means Ant has to take that on. You know, I have to assume, again, that Anderson takes the LeBron matchup to start. McDaniels guarded LeBron last time the Wolves played the Lakers. But I think Ant gets some reps there as well, along with you know the off possessions guarding Austin Reeves or D'Angelo Russell, who are really important to the Lakers in initiating possessions. There's just going to be no time for Ant to chill in this matchup, and there will be even more defensive duties on his plate if they get John Morant and they get the Grizzlies in the 2-7 matchup. I asked Ant about this after the game. Here's what Ant had to say. That changes your defensive responsibility. That could be the case going forward. Do you feel like that's something you can take on while also being offensively dominant like you are? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what I'm here for, man. I'm here to guard the best player. I mean, with Jaden out there, he definitely guards the best player. But other than that, if he's not out there, I'm here to guard the best player and do what I got to do offensively for my team. And I'm ready to take on any challenge. I mean, Here's the thing, like, Ant can do it. He can guard the best player. I mean, he was incredible on Brandon Ingram after McDaniels went down on Sunday. The question is whether or not Ant can do it for four quarters and not just the fourth quarter. And without Ant being excellent on both sides of the ball, the Wolves have little chance against the Lakers and even probably longer odds against the Grizzlies or the Nuggets. And if I'm Finch, I'm planning accordingly on that. I think Ant now becomes even more valuable defensively than he is offensively. Finch said after the game tonight that Ant normally puts juice in the gym, as he put it, with his offense, but that he did it on Sunday with defense. I want that juice from Ant on defense more than I do on offense. And obviously a big part of that is Jaden's absence. But another big part is that Cat is looking like he can take the load on offense. It started in Brooklyn on Tuesday, and he built on that on Saturday against the Spurs, and he was the driving force of the offense against the Pelicans tonight. 
I mean, Ant's obviously going to add in his offense too, but but Cat kind of has to drive the bus now, if you ask me. Now, it's not going to be easy against the Lakers or against the Grizzlies. You Cat's know, going to be flanked by Anthony Davis on Tuesday and then by Jaron Jackson Jr. probably if they advance. But I think this is just the reality of what this now really shorthanded team needs. I mean, Cat's got to be able to win that one-on-one matchup with AD or if it's Vanderbilt, he's got to win that. And if they choose to double, he's got to pick it apart. And I got to say, like, even as someone who has historically been really skeptical about Cat's ability to navigate doubles and pass out of them, these last three games, when the doubles come, Cat's passing has been on point. Cat has gone to work these last three games against single coverage. And when the doubles have came, he's also passed out of them effectively. If he can do that while also being a real threat at the top of the key with his three-point shot, I mean, Cat is going to be a real problem for the Lakers. At a minimum, he should be able to pull AD away from being able to help at the rim. I'm really, I'm really curious to see if they put Vando or AD on him. And but regardless, either one, Cat has got to go to work. Uh, I asked Mike Conley after the game about Cat's offensive game kind of rounding into form of late, and what's gone into that. Here's Mike. These last two games from far off have been two, two offensive games for you guys. How have you gone about whether it's play calls or you just initiating the point, like finding him in the flow and making his offensive game kind of stick out? Yeah, I think we've made a real emphasis of trying to get him the ball, especially in the post, um, when especially when Rudy and him are in the game together, just trying to utilize his size and his passing ability, his things he can do that that you know don't require him to use so much energy, but then. As the game flow goes on, you know, he's capable of taking dribble handoffs and shooting threes and taking those dribble handoffs and taking them downhill and, you know, just being able to look for him when you have space because um, he's so dynamic. And I think we, we miss him a few times where we can really use him. And these last few games, we've had to lean on him. I mean, he is so dy- dynamic, right? I, I think we forget that. I forget that. You know, we tend to get so caught up in the things Cat situationally doesn't do that we forget the problem he can be for opponents. That's something Finch cannot forget against LA. It's something Cat's teammates can't forget. And it's something probably most importantly that Cat himself can't forget. The way I see it is Cat has a real opportunity here. You know, let's be real. Like the Wolves don't have a lot of expectations right now. They're viewed as a dysfunctional disaster right now. And two pieces from their young core have broke their hands this month. Everyone is expecting the Wolves to fizzle in the midst of all of this, right? But Cat actually isn't really a part of any of those issues. He's actually been delivering at a high level since the Portland game. And I think on a team with lower expectations right now that Cat has a real chance to make his mark. You know, Whether it be against LA or against Memphis or Denver, Cat has a chance here to make his most recent experience in the playoffs or the postseason a positive one he's he is right now the supermax player who does not have a track record of being impactful in the postseason and i see this as an opportunity to not only shift that narrative but you know more importantly just an opportunity to be great as a lot of things are really turning gray for the wolves right now i I think cat i think I think Cat has a chance to shine, and I'm really interested to see what he does with that opportunity. I don't know. I got to spend some more time thinking about that Lakers matchup, and I'm sure Britt and I will get deeper into that topic tomorrow. But but it should be interesting. The Wolves, what we know, 
with how little they have now, the Wolves got to ride their, their big dogs, right? In this one, like we said with Cat, they got to do that. And then, of course, with Ant. I asked Ant about the Lakers matchup. And as Ant does, he, he sounded excited and, uh, and ready to go. Lakers in the in the next matchup. I mean, obviously, you know a lot of familiar faces there. What, what a, I don't know extra, but like, what do, when you think about that matchup, like, what 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 is it gonna bring? And, uh, last time I played him, I played like shit. So I mean, I can't wait to get on the floor. You guys have been shorthanded all year. Like, is that? I mean, I mean, you, it's just you're used to it. What the like, words you should say? Strength and numbers. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I mean, I I always tell slow. Like, it's always something going on. But you know, uh, just stick to the strip, man. That's all about it right i mean ant can't play like shit against the lakers again cat has to deliver against ad and then yeah they're, they're gonna need strength in numbers as corny as that sounds like yeah the starting lineup is gonna have to bring it but torian prince jordan mclaughlin and Nikhil alexander walker are gonna need to be there as well i, mean, I would assume that's what the eight-man rotation will be on tuesday you know assuming rudy plays which honestly i would be surprised if he doesn't so it's gonna be rudy Cat, Anderson, Edwards, and Conley, then probably TP, J Mac, and Nah. I mean, I don't know, I was looking at it, thinking about it, like maybe Jalen Noel, if that knee ever gets right. But I think that's your eight for, for this play in matchup against against the Lakers. This is this is where we're at after 82 games, man. It's it's been a wild year. Uh it's been different players in and out of the lineup, different things always something as ant said there it's always it's always been something it's 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 been it's been wild I'll, I'll i'll close by saying what i said earlier and it's what i really believe i think that there's real value in extending this season are the wolves going to win the west no no way do they really even have a shot to win a series against the grizzlies or nuggets no they they probably don't but as i've been saying for months I really think there's real value in making a playoff series and learning who you are from that grind of a series. We learned a lot last year. They obviously made a big move in response to that playoff series last year and what they felt they needed. And, you know, now, given the the punches thrown on Sunday night, I think there's just extra value in extending this season just in the sense that it will put some distance between whatever went down tonight and the end of the season. I think... I think they need that. So let's keep tracking what happens. I'll be here to talk about it. That will start on Monday afternoon with Britt. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about this matchup. We'll, we'll look ahead to the Lakers matchup a little bit. Then I'll be heading to L.A. on Tuesday. I'll talk to you right after that one. Maybe that'll be another solo pod. <laughs> Still figuring out what the, the schedule is going to look like for this week. Uh, but then from there, uh, we'll, we'll see where we go, uh, whether that's back to Minneapolis for a rematch against the Pelicans or a matchup against Thunder, or if they take care of business in L.A., uh, it's on to Memphis for another for another 2-7 series, that, that rematch. Uh, we've still got more season to go. Uh, until tomorrow with Britt, I'm Dane. Deep breaths. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.